everybody. Welcome back to Witch Sweat. I'm your host, Melissa Word. Delighted, as always, to be here with you. So today, 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 I am interested in an experiment in which I share with you this tool, a beloved tool of mine, that helps me feel very resourced when I feel very unresourced. And it is a a visualization that came to me in meditation. I have a very active imagination. And often when I go to do my morning, get quiet, get centered meditation practice, it feels as if the clouds of my mind part and these really dense, really vivid images and scenes will like drop in and I feel like I go somewhere else. Like I am transported to another dimension and I'm seeing like this kind of movie play out. And often what that movie will be is like a a tool. It's an experience that I'm seeing that I can then use as a visualization tool and when I think about it later or I return to it in a meditation practice it helps me to feel not so alone not so anxious not so unravely and like I might be pulled apart at the seams which I sometimes feel like So I'm going to share one of these with you today. And my hope, my vision for this podcast is that that's something that happens pretty frequently and regularly is that I drop in um, these visual, visual aids and perhaps hopefully they are of some use to you. So we're going to kind of experiment with this together, but I think it's going to be like I'm semi leading you through it and I'm also semi just telling you about it so that you can make it your own and you can play around with it and and kind of run with it as you please. What I would also like to happen is that for the next handful of minutes as I take us through this, you don't actually stop whatever it is that you're doing, right? I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not leading you through something where you need to like stop washing the dishes and like go sit in half lotus and meditate. I'm curious about the experience of splitting the real estate of your brain in half and part of your mind is focused on whatever the task at hand is, whether you're driving, whether you're cleaning, whether you're running errands. And the other part of your brain, another part of your brain is getting massaged by this visualization and and this imagery. And just see what that does. See if that, I don't know, maybe your brain will like break in half, but, um, I'm curious about that as an approach to listening. So this tool is something that I refer to as the ancestral hot seat. When this image and this tool first dropped in, I'm gonna just describe it how it came to me. That might make the most sense. 
So as you know, I was seated in meditation and I saw myself suddenly in kind of a bird's eye view and I was seated in the middle of a circle. The first, the, the circle that was most closest to me, I was surrounded by the matriarchs, the deceased elders, the ancestors of my family. I saw my grandmothers, my aunts, my great-grandmothers, like the people who I have met and have not met, but know a little bit about the family lore. And I was surrounded by, seated in a circle, the women of my family. And I could feel each of them have a hand on me, like on my torso. And then another circle outside of them were the men of the family, the brothers, the uncles, the grandfathers, the great-grandfathers. And they had their hands on the back of the hearts of the women closest to me. And then the circles, the concentric circles, just kept radiating outward from there. And I understood myself to be surrounded by this expansive 360 degrees, as far as the eye could see, ocean of ancestors, all of the kindreds, everyone in my bloodline. And they all were connected in this very mycelial, very lateral network way of hands on backs of hearts. And I had this simultaneous understanding of like, I am almost like a a campfire. Like the family gathers around this campfire in the wilderness, in the dark to stay warm, except that it is I who is the campfire in the center of the center of these circles. And so it felt both like this hot seat, like magnifying glass of intensity and attention on me, and also that I was the source of warmth and the source of light because I am the one of all of my ancestry that is in a body in this time and space. And so I have the power and the ability to do things they cannot do in the same way that they have the power and ability to do things that I cannot do in their limitlessness beyond beyond the the limited capacity of, of a body. And so that was pretty cool, right? It was like just a beautiful image in and of itself. But then the image got activated, gets activated, is activated by breathing with this undulating sea of beings who are obsessed with me, who love me, who are devoted to me, who are like cheerleaders beyond cheerleaders. And with every inhale, I could feel as if I were drawing up energy and vitality 
through this intricate network and web of hands on backs of hearts as far as the eye could see, right? And so with every inhale, I'm like, like pulling all of this energy into me, into my being through the channels of the matriarchs most closest to me with their hands on my heart and on my torso. And so I'm going to pause for just a beat, like I'm telling you the story as it came to me, but I want you to just like take a second if it feels interesting to you again with whatever you're doing and like see if you can just feel like a little glimmer of what that might feel like to pull in this invisible but very real energy source into your being as you're washing the dog as you're dusting the dust off the mantle and so i also had this feeling of like wow what a beautiful example of reciprocity because with this inhale i'm receiving so much and with this exhale i'm giving back to them it's like all that's really asked of me is my thanks my gratitude my attention back to these beings who are in my corner and have my back not only have my back but have my 360 degree radius of being And so for me, a tool like this is really freaking important to, like as a reminder that you don't gotta do all of this by yourself. Like you don't have to feel like it's you against the world or you against your day or you against your to-do list or you against your own anxiety or you against your own ambition that feels like it's a wild dog on the loose that you got to constantly be running after. Like, what if with this, you know, even if you're like, "Mm, I don't really know about ancestors. I don't really like mess around with that. Like whatever kind of skepticism or disbelief that may or may not be very loud for you it's like just more fun. It's honestly just more fun to move through the day with this like um like roving band of guides like at your beck and call and at your service who want to play. They're like, "Put me in, coach." Like, give me the ball. I want to help you. I want to sturdy you. I want to be of service to you. But you out here with your little human suit, thinking like you got to do all this by yourself. I was talking to my cousin about this last night while we were getting Indian food. And I had this 
thought of just like, can you imagine Google gets rolled out, you have it loaded up on your phone, in your pocket, like all of us goober heads walking around, and you just are like against looking up things on the internet. You're against using the Google Oracle, which, okay, we're, we're like, we're all against Google for different reasons, but the like original Yahoo search engine, ask Jeeves, what have you. The concept of being able to type something into a search bar and get one trillion possible answers. Like we have that tool. It's so cool. It's so crazy. And can you imagine just being like, no, I'm never going to look up anything on the internet. I'm going to instead just hope really, really hard that I come across the answer to whatever it is would be my search query. I hope I just like run into it on my way to the grocery store. You know what I mean? Like we have these invisible tools called, what do we call them? Call, call them guides, call them the ancestors, call it spirit, call it, um, call it what you will. There is this invisible web of energetic resource surrounding us. It is fun, I find personally. It is fun and interesting and fruitful to think about it in these kind of anthropomorphic ways of imagining and talking to my beloved dead, my beloved ancestors. Uh, but you know, it's, it's up to you. It's like, it gets to be incredibly creative. It gets to be incredibly imaginative. It gets to be intergalactic and weird and wild and a product of only your consciousness, a product of only something that you could dream up is what I mean to say. So anyways, okay, that's my little TED talk for the day on talking to your ancestors. I hope it's helpful. Okay, side note addendum here. So I've had this conversation before with white folks who are like, I love the idea of playing and messing around with the ancestors. However, I have questions. I have shame. I have some side eyes and some fraught feelings about my white American ancestry. And I don't know if I feel safe to play with these Fulios who might have been responsible or adjacent to some really unsavory nonsense and scary ass behavior. So to that I say, yes, that should be reckoned with. That should be considered. That should be held alongside what it is that I am advocating or inviting us into and also what I'm speaking about is beyond the narrative of the details of these individuals lives that is not to say 
like sweeping the details underneath the rug and not also having a separate reconciliation process with your white ancestry. It's like multiple things get to be true at once. So yes, doing the deep dive and uh, uh, like getting, getting square with the feelings of what it means to be the descendant of a colonizing population. And also on an energetic level, you in your being walking around in the world, you are the product of many, many, many millions of people at this point who had this internal sense of grit, resilience, tenacity to let the spark of life continue to flow forth and to advocate for that life to continue. And so the energetic signature of that devotion towards life continuing is living and breathing and pumping through you. And it gets to be harnessed, needs to be harnessed. Uh, yeah, so that's my, that's my side note. That's my footnote. That's my addendum to multiple complex truths with like, when we get into the territory of ancestry, we get into some fraught shit. And I, for one think that's all very exciting and interesting to hold the complex truths and sometimes the competing or disparate truths at once. All right, y'all, that's our show. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time with me. I hope something in here was helpful for you. If it was, I invite you to share this episode with someone who you think would really dig it. Um, you could also do the cute, cool thing where you star and rate and subscribe to this show it really really actually does do something it helps lastly if you would like to have some one-on-one -on -one time with me my books are reopened to the people y'all i love one-on-one -on -one creative guidance sessions so much they are unbelievably magical for me personally selfishly i selfishly just want to talk to you because it helps me when people come to me and are like hey i'm struggling with this bit of friction in my life and i really would like some creative embodied tools to roll with it and to work through it there's a certain kind of what i can really only describe as like ouija board magic that occurs um inside of these like one hour sessions a lot can happen in one hour gang you know uh so if you like any of the things that i talk about here any of the things i talk about on instagram and you're like mm, but i think this chick could maybe have some insight for me uh you can book some time you can go to www.melissaword.com forward slash work together. And all of the info is there. All right, y'all. Love y'all so much. So grateful that you're here and can't wait to be back with you next week. All right, sing me your song. Rich, swear, rich, swear.